Hi, I'm Rosie and I'm starting my second season of my podcast um, because I feel like it's like a brand, a new, a a new time. I've told all my story in my first season and this is sort of me moving forward and moving on and getting, getting past everything um, that I've talked about and where I've been. Um... And the reason I feel like it's a new season is because since I started doing my podcast, um, that sort of, I did it because I had been doing a lot of work and got myself to a place that I thought was good. But having done, having started doing my podcast and just speaking about it sort of took me through a whole other journey. and a lot of healing, a lot of work and a lot of healing went down just from, just from doing this podcast. And I do highly recommend that if you're listening and you're in a similar situation to where I've been, um, doing that, you don't have to publish it, of course, but just speaking it out. Maybe you want to share it with some close people to you just so that they know your story. Um, or maybe you just want to keep it to yourself. And it's a good way to, um, it really helps just re-listening and I found that just re-listening to my story and I just go, holy shit, you know, that was actually pretty bad and I have a lot of empathy for myself when I I listen to it. Um, It's just sort of hearing it's like hearing someone else tell the story and you just go oh you sweetheart you you know just it just makes me want to hug myself and just go back to me 10 20 30 years ago and just give myself a big hug and just say you're okay you're okay and that's probably one big message that I have got is that through it all I have been okay I you know, back when madness was really, really crazy, um, I blamed myself so much. I just thought, what's wrong with me? It must be me. I must be a really big problem. And when you sort of untangle it all, and when you learn what was actually going on, when you learn the psychology behind everything, and take a step back and a step out of your own story when you're in the mess you just can't see it's a big it's like a fog it's like an epic fog um, covering you and you just you're trying to survive and you can't see anything um, but when you're out of it when you get out of it when you take a step out of it and kind of look from above you can see it all for what it is and for me, looking back, I realised I was okay. I wasn't doing anything wrong. Um, definitely was not me. I was not the problem. Um, the situation was the problem and the situation was out of my control. As much as I was trying to do anything I could think of and more to handle it all, there was nothing I could do. And I know all that now. And that's really helpful. It's incredibly helpful to realise that there was nothing I could do. It wasn't my madness. It wasn't my circus. I was just caught up in it. And 
sadly, the only way to really get out of it, get off, get out of the circus and get off that crazy merry-go-round is to step away. And that means going no contact. And that's where I'm at now. And um, it's sad, of course, it's very sad. But it's also, it's fantastic. It really is, because I'm no longer caught in the madness I'm free I actually feel like I'm free I can't can't emphasize enough how many um, positive things come from taking yourself out of it Um, I feel so much happier I feel so much lighter I feel like I don't have any problems anymore and I do have problems of course I've got problems in my own immediate family there's always something going on there Um, and there's always other little problems you know money problems and just normal life stuff none of that feels anything near as bad as what I've been through what I've been through was hell absolute hell it was just the most incredible enormous nightmare and nothing it seems anywhere near as bad as that um so I just I do I just feel so free and free to be happy because I, I wasn't allowed to be happy I never felt like I was allowed to be happy I never I just didn't I know it sounds really strange someone that will listen and not um if you're I just I hope you're not listening if you don't know about any of this stuff because there's no, no reason for you to be here listening. Um, but people that do know what it's like, um, it's hectic. It's really hectic. And to get out of it is just, it's like getting out of prison. It honestly feels like you just got out of prison and there's a brand new life outside. Everything looks brighter and prettier and happier and nicer um it's weird it's weird me even speaking about this because I'm talking about getting happy and free just because I've stopped being connected to my family that I came from and that sounds really sad it sounds awful to those people it sounds awful but I, I have to keep reminding myself constantly that none of it was okay. None of the dynamics there is okay still. Um, I know all the other members in my family have their own situations and I, I, can't, I can't even think and speak about them because I don't know. I can't speak for them. Um, they all choose whether it's consciously or unconsciously to continue on with the same behavior and patterns um and I I really wish that I could be in a relationship with them and, and stay connected with them and stay connected to the family that I came from but I can't I gave it a good 50 year shot at it and it didn't work and it caused me an enormous amount of problems Um, My mental health was just seriously affected to a next level, to a dangerous level, a dangerous level for many, many years. So I had no choice. I've absolutely had no choice to do what I'm doing now. It's like 
the choice was me staying stuck in the madness and um, risking my mental health and staying struggling with my mental health or getting out of it and obviously that's what I've done and that frees me up to just fully concentrate on my own family now and just be more completely present with them and it's a time where I really need to do that I just have to because they're all young adults and you know life's getting serious for them they need me around they need me to be strong and and be available for them mentally and not sort of stuck in all of the shit that I was um, stuck in from that other family um, so <laughs> I'm really 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 happy and I've noticed it in so many ways my workplace I'm really happy in my work as a nurse now um, I have said in my last season I've talked about everything so if you want to hear my story that's where you need to go back to but I had quite a, a um, burnout with my nursing and I know there were a lot of reasons just um, to do with the job that caused that but I, I, it was also because I was just in such an unstable place in my headspace and clearing all of that out has just given me the freedom to enjoy my work now. I'm not carrying all that baggage so and I've put lots of other strategies in place um, so now I can just enjoy being at work and doing a good job without being half there and half stuck in my head with some other stupid situation that might be going on with that family. I'm just there and I can do a good job and um, I get on with all my work colleagues and I can have a nice time with people again instead of being shut away because I spent so many years shut away so, so many years just shut inside um, hiding I guess no, I wasn't even hiding just I don't know just stuck inside just trying to survive I spent many years in survival mode I guess that's exactly what it was just surviving showing up but barely and just surviving I'm not doing that in anymore I'm living I'm actually living for the first time properly ever and it feels really good so I really do recommend someone who is stuck in a crazy family situation um, and my emphasis here is being in a relationship with a narcissist in a family dynamic um, I really do recommend getting out just getting out you're not gonna sort it you're not gonna solve it you can try and do everything you can think of it's not gonna change <clears throat> that's the biggest thing I've learned is narcissists don't change they don't um, they don't do a lot of things they don't be accountable for things that they've done that might have caused you difficulties they won't ever just say to you, I'm so sorry, I really am sorry, I should never have done that to you or been like that to you or said those things to you. 
I'm really, really sorry. They're never going to do that. They're never going to do that. They might apologise for little bits here and there. And normally an apology from them is going to be, I'm sorry you felt that way or I'm sorry you thought that's what I said or I'm sorry um, that's how you interpreted it. That's what their apologies will be like. And somehow they'll always swing it back onto you. And if you keep trying to resolve things, you'll stay stuck. You really will. It'll just go round and round in the stupid cycle that it does and you'll never get anywhere. So you can give several more years to trying that or you can just get out. And it is very hard to do. I'll always emphasise that when it's a close family member. Especially when you, and of course you're going to really want them in your life and really want to have a nice relationship, but you just have to come to acceptance. You just really have to step out, look at everything for what it is and just accept the sadness and the reality and just move on. If you've got other nice, safe people in your life, concentrate on them, spend your time with them, spend your thoughts on them take all the others out of your head um and yeah a narcissist what else won't they do they um they won't change so if you're holding on hoping that they're going to change magically overnight they're not going to change and they're not going to own their behavior they're not going to own any situations and conversations and anything They're not, they're not going to give you empathy if you tell, open up to them and tell, maybe tell your story and tell what it's been like. For example, with me, mental health struggles, open up and tell them about that. They're not going to give you empathy for that. They're not going to say, oh, I'm so sorry. It just makes me so sad to think you were like, you know, you've been there. They're not, they'll probably tell you about a time that they've had mental health struggles and, well, I've had suicide thoughts too or, you know, I I feel like you'd be better off without me. I think about it all the time because it just seems like I'm the problem and you'd be better off if I wasn't here. That's what they'll do if you open up about those sort of things. So don't. You can't make yourself vulnerable. You can't, you cannot give them an insight of yourself because they won't respect that and won't um, they they don't deserve to get that from you they don't because they won't give you all those things that you should be should get in a conversation like that you should get empathy um, you should get kindness you should get warmth you should get love you should get understanding so if you open up to a safe person, that is what you're going to get, definitely. Um, but to your narcissist person, you're not. They'll always, always swing it back on them. One way or another, they will. And most of the time, it'll be coming back, swinging it onto them, but back in relation to you. They're very good like that, and that's the whole manipulation and all of that. But they'll, um, you know, well, I was really 
depressed when you did this or, you know, just it'll all, that's how it gets twisted and warped and messed up and that's the circus. That's the cycle, that's the circus that just won't change. Um, I just need to have a drink of water. driving to work it's a Monday morning and I'm doing a nice little 9 to 3.30 shift which will be very nice um, and yeah what else would I like to say on this first episode of my new season um, I guess I just really wanted to emphasize the benefits of doing the work um, which is essential if you want to get anywhere you have to do all the work you have to do all the research you have to be equipped with knowledge of what you're up against what you've been dealing with um, you have to know the ins and outs of narcissist behavior and if your person really is a narcissist then they'll tick all the boxes that you research um, and there are different forms of narcissism there's um, a few trains of thought but there's up to six different types of narcissists so they're not all going to do the same things but there's going to be a lot of behavior once you get into the research there's a lot of behavior that will definitely apply you'll just go oh my god that's exactly what they do I, I don't know how many times she's done that and now I know why she does that and now I know why I can't do anything about it and just so much help comes just from learning educating yourself and doing that research and that's so easy to do just a google google search will send you to so many different platforms to find information um one big help i've got is um being in a facebook group of daughters of a narcissistic mother and um, so there's obviously there's 75,000 members so there's obviously streams and streams of posts coming through all the time and that alone is just so validating and so helpful and you just read other girls posts and you can see so many of them are still so stuck so heavily um, still in relationship with their mother and just so impacted and you can just see the only way only solution for them is to get out and many of them are really young girls and I give them a lot of credit for even being in the group in the first place because they've obviously identified they obviously recognize where they're at Sorry, I just had to check something. Um, yeah, so they've obviously got some insight to know um, what their mother is, but they're still just so stuck in it, in the thick of it, and so mixed up and confused and lost. But they're getting a lot of help and support just from being in the group and making their posts and their comments um, that come through with that. And so I'm just gaining a lot just from reading other people's stuff and seeing, hearing their stories and their little bits and pieces just going, yep, 
definitely definitely is the same stuff to me and that's the thing most of them so many of the posts I could have written myself so many of them just word for word talking about the same kind of situation just in a different country in a different time zone um, but it could have been my mother that they're talking about um, and what else just following these um, pages on Instagram is also very helpful just seeing daily quotes on the subject on narcissists is incredibly helpful because that just is very validating and um, always applies when you read a quote you just go yep that definitely is you know <laughs> I know that that applies or whatever um, and yeah just taking yourself out of it is just the only option it really really is you cannot you can't stay you just can't and um, just I'm just thinking now of all the young girls that I do read about you know so many of them are young and um, living with their mothers and can't afford to move out and you know different reasons they can't um, but you got to you have to if you want to save yourself and I was in that situation myself back when I was living at home I honestly didn't think I had an option of moving out but of course I did I wasn't chained to the house no one had a gun to my head I could have moved out and that would have saved me um, but maybe it, it wouldn't at the time because I didn't know what was going on so I would have still stayed enmeshed in everything so yeah it definitely wouldn't have helped me back then but it would have made it a bit better and it would have saved me from some of the trauma the traumatic situations that I went through but um, yeah I just am feeling sad now just thinking back to myself in those days very very sad days they were awful um, and I wish I had I had help I wish I had I wish I was saying all this at the age of 20 and not at the age of 50, I really do, instead of going through 30 years of so much trauma. Um, but anyway, I might leave it there and I'll think of what I'm going to talk about in some other episodes. But thank you again if you were listening, I really very much appreciate it. Hi again, I'm just going to add, I'm driving home from work and I'm just going to add a bit more to this episode, um, just some things that came to me while I was at work today. One of them that has really stood out to me um, since I've been doing this sort of final work, and I do, do think this is my final sort of chapter of doing all the work, is that I've noticed just such a big shift has happened these last couple of months um, but what I've really really noticed is that I feel like I finally grew, have grown up that sounds really crazy because I'm 52 but I have finally grown up um, to explain that you know, 
When you've got a narcissistic parent, and I can only speak of having a narcissistic mother, not a father, but I don't know, they're probably the same, um, you're not allowed to grow up. And there's lots and lots of reasons for that, but um, trying to think the best way to describe it, you're not all sorts of reasons. You're not allowed to. You, your decisions are unsupported. They're undermined. You're constantly given the message, "What would you know? You know, what would you know?" I don't know how many times my mother said that to me. Um, treated me like a little kid when I was a little kid but when I was an adult just gave me no credit for having any education or intelligence or just being an adult she always was superior to me always held this pedestal position that she was the older the wiser the more spiritual one, the holier one, and the experienced one. So what would I know? What would you know? You know, that would be something she... Sorry, just had an interruption. Um, yeah, I was just saying, when I would sort of ask questions about my dad and his mental health illness and stuff, and um, my mum would just say, what would you know? I've lived with this for... How many years? What would you know? Or she would say something like, what would you know? You know, how much wisdom do you have? How much time have you spent in the prayer closet today? What would you know? Um, and just so many things like that and a billion other things just reinforced that I was a child and that just carried through all of my adult years that I just... I wasn't good enough, I wasn't okay, I wasn't, I wasn't an adult, I wasn't a responsible adult, I was, I guess if you really get into it, I was stupid, I was dumb, all that sort of stuff, um, and that was really obvious to me in my workplace as a nurse for years and years and years, I felt like I shouldn't have been there. I felt like I was an imposter, like I wasn't equal to my colleagues. I didn't actually qualify to be there. I shouldn't have been there. And I was always fearful of someone discovering me, discovering that I actually wasn't good enough to be there, that I wasn't smart enough and adult enough to be there. Like I just was somehow faking my way through all those years just like an imposter that one day someone was going to discover me and I honestly felt like that for so long um, I totally doubted myself in my job just always felt like I wasn't good enough wasn't as good as the next person and it's awful it's a terrible way to be and I finally feel like I'm good enough to be there. Having dropped all this shit is finally, I didn't expect that. I didn't know that that would be one of the after effects, but it's really nice. I finally feel like I'm allowed to be there and I am equal and I am smart enough and I am good enough and I do qualify 
and I am as good as the next nurse and I am okay to be there and I do actually know some stuff I do actually have some experience and some knowledge and I am an adult so at the age of 52 I finally feel like I've grown up I'm allowed to be a grown-up now because I don't have that um, inner voice critic that back backward message that is was so ingrained in me for so many years that you are not good enough you are not okay you're not good enough somehow I flicked that out of my head it's gone and I am grown up <laughs> it feels pretty good to finally have those feelings it's really nice um, another thing I wanted to add I just remembered um, going back probably about 20 years when when my children were little when I was in the early days of raising my kids I was always um, I always felt toxic I always felt like physically toxic and I was always sort of chasing after detox diets and always trying to cut out different things from my diet and caffeine trying to go on a no caffeine period and trying to go on detox juice diets and everything because I just felt like I was always really really toxic um fuzzy brain fog and just felt nauseated and stuff like that um and I shouldn't have been because I didn't have a lot of toxins going into my body like I didn't have a bad diet and that stuff I didn't even drink alcohol back then but I literally felt like I was always toxic and what I realize now is that was from all the stress from my family it was literally like we're talking about toxic families here and toxic people that was literally physical effects of that toxicity in my body I actually felt toxic I haven't felt like that for a long long time and I have a lot of caffeine now and I drink a lot of alcohol I drink too much alcohol now back then I wasn't even drinking any um, but I don't feel that anymore I never wake up like I'd wake up in the morning just feel really hung over and just toxic um, and I know now a hundred percent that that's what it was from it was stress stress can cause toxins in the body and all the stress that I was coping with and having to deal with on a daily basis and carrying was literally poisoning my body like that's a pretty heavy realization and I actually didn't need to do all those detox diets and I was always taking different you know vitamin tablets and stuff to try to counteract it and make myself feel better and and detox I didn't need to do all that I just needed to remove my family and all the toxic behavior that was poisoning me um that's pretty huge when you realize what a massive physical effect that it all has and so I guess that's where I'm at now is when you take yourself out of it um, then you are free to suddenly realize all the changes that start taking place in yourself when you're free of it 
and things that you have just lived with for so many years and definitely health problems. Fortunately, I haven't had much there, but like that would be a huge result of this stuff. I know, you know, a lot of people that struggle with all sorts of conditions, digestive ones. I've definitely struggled with digestive stuff, definitely, which is no doubt an effect, um, but really hectic ones. You know, a lot of people that can have really hectic digestive conditions and disorders and fibromyalgia and all sorts of pain-related issues and stuff like that it can definitely be directly from all of this stuff because it is I've said that many times before that toxic means poison and when you're talking about toxic families it means poisonous family and poison causes damage poison is poisonous and it will cause damage and they're the sort of effects that you you're talking about real physical effects a lot of people are not going to believe that and not going to buy into that and think that would be ridiculous but a lot of people would and a lot of health professionals um, would definitely know that that is the case Um, so if you are struggling with some pretty heavy health stuff then it's the same as me struggling with mental health stuff it's no choice if you want to be well you have to get rid of all that stuff Um, the only reason I'm saying it is to just explain and validate myself making the decision to disconnect from my family Um, because it isn't a choice when you open it all up and realize that this sort of stuff is what you're dealing with and talking about um it's not a choice it's not a choice it's you don't have to worry about making a choice if you choose to just keep your eyes shut and don't want to know about it and just keep living the same patterns then you can just stay right where you are But if you really want to get better and be better and be different and break free and have a better, happier, more colourful, more brighter life, then you have to disconnect, disengage. You really do just have to. Um, And all the beautiful things that I'm noticing now, I wish I had done this years ago. I really do. Um there's no way I would have been capable of doing it 30 years ago but I probably could have 10 years ago um and yeah would would have would have really helped me I don't know it's really hard to know because you know it takes so much strength um so you and you you can't do one without the other you've got to do all the little steps along the way here you can't just cut off contact without having done the research first and having the knowledge and having the understanding of what you're dealing with Um, and then also just cutting off contact without having strength and support and put strategies in place to be able to handle it and cope and cope with maybe the backlash from family if you do disconnect um, you got to do the whole package to make it work. You really do. 
I didn't have all of those strategies years ago. So I wish I did. I wish I had all those strategies and I could just make it all work years ago. But I, I don't know, just wasn't where I was at then. Anyway, I'm nearly home from work. So thank you again for listening.